Hey everyone, uh, let's talk about Clippers, Suns, Game 6, and the only thing I want to talk about is Chris Paul, because Christopher Paul tonight was, that that might have been the best I've ever seen him just, actually you know what, no, I don't think that's the best I've ever seen him, I think, I think he had a game against Portland once where he had like 41 points, and like 17 assists or some shit like that like and like zero turnovers or maybe one turnover maybe zero I don't remember but I would say this is the most impressive Chris Paul has been just because it's a trip to the finals like Chris Paul is in the finals right now this is a guy where what three years ago he had never even made the Western Conference Finals since 2018 he's been in the Western Conference Finals and now he's going to the finals. And he's going to the finals with a, you know, I think they're the favorites now. And they should be the favorites. Like, he was just incredible tonight. You know, this was a game where the Suns always had, like, a five to six, seven-point lead. Which, like, good, you have a lead. But it's also, like, you only have five, six, seven points. And, you know, that means the Clippers are lurking. And... They're, they're a team that will come and take it. So, I think they were up seven. I can't, I think maybe six or seven going into the, going into halftime. Chris had, I think, ten points. And at, at a certain point, I think it got, like, they, they built up a lead. I think it was 80 to 67, and then it got to, like, 92-82 and then Chris Paul just took over it was 3 mid-range floater mid-range 3 3 mid-range he was just killing them from everywhere and I like he went 7 of 8 from 3 he was just confusing the Clippers all over the place you know he wasn't even like talking trash really he was still flopping everywhere but like he wasn't talking trash. He just gave Patrick Beverly a look, and Pat was like, nope, I'm out of here. You know, we're already down 27 fucking points, and now you're looking at me? How dare you look at me? Um, that was such a, like, that was such a bitch move, honestly, because, you know, Mark Jackson and the, like, Mark Jackson, I'll, I'll get to him in a little bit, too, because I don't know what the fuck he was talking about tonight. But, you know, they made the point where it's like, Yo, Pat Bev, you've been talking all this shit. And now it's like, okay, now you're down 27. Now it's like, Chris Paul doesn't even do anything. He just looks at you. I know that look probably had like a thousand words behind the behind it. Most of them being like, yo, fuck out of here. You know, you get the fuck out of my face. Those were probably like the words behind that look. But he didn't say anything to you. And you decide to two-hand push him when he's not even looking at you. That's a that's just a bitch move. Like if you did it as he looked at you, okay. You know, I I would at least respect that a little bit. I mean I guess I wouldn't respect it. I would like I guess I would a little bit, but like it would still be like a a dick move then. It, w- it wouldn't be a bitch move then, it would just be a dick move then. But you know, Chris Paul, the shot making tonight was just incredible. Three after three, mid-range floaters, whatever he wanted. He got to the rim. And the most impressive thing is 41 points, 8 assists, 
zero turnovers. That's the Chris Paul special. The zero turnovers is just insanity. It's insane. How do you take that many shots? How do you have the ball that much? And you have zero fucking turnovers. But I do th- I, I do think he had one, but I guess it's a team turnover where he had it in the backcourt and Terrence Mann poked it out with an eight-second violation. But I, I guess he lost the ball on that, so... And someone... I think he lost the ball, and then Ayn caught it. So either it's an Ayn turnover, or it was a team turnover. I'm not exactly sure how that works. Uh, but that should have been a turnover, I guess. That is, like... Like, no one's gonna remember it, but... Like, that was, like, a Chris Paul fuck-up, but, like, whatever. You know, it felt like any time the Clippers made a shot... Chris Paul was like, nope, I'm getting that right back. You know, Paul George dropped him again. But, like, it, it did feel like the floor was slippery because the, the mop, I don't know, like, what do they call it? I'm not sure. I don't want to call them mop boys. I don't think that's right. The people that, like, clean up the floor, I'm not, is that the ball boys? I don't think it's that, right? But whatever, like, th- those guys, they, they were out there a lot. And it did look like Chris Paul slipped on that one, but you know, Paul George got the Paul George got him, hit a mid-range jumper. Chris Paul came back, he's like, fuck you. I'm getting a three and one. So, you know, 41 points. It, it feels like Chris Paul always has 41 points. Like it always feels like whenever he has these big games, it's always 41 points. You know, I still remember the like I said, the against Portland, I think it was, where he had the 41 and 17. Uh, against Utah game five I think it was game five in 2018 I think he had 41 points that game as well so like 41 points is just what Chris Paul does Uh, the other thing from this game was I don't know I guess like I predicted you know Suns and Six on my last podcast just because I didn't think what the Clippers were doing was like, they couldn't replicate that. Like, uh, Paul George, 15 for 20, 41 points. No, he wasn't going to do that again. I think he went 6 for 15 tonight. He still got his 21 points. And, like, people are making way too big of a deal about that. 19 straight 20-point games. Like, yeah. Like, it's somewhat impressive, I guess. I'm not entirely sure. But a lot of those games, like, I didn't think he was... Like, he, he wasn't efficient. So he was getting, like, those 20 points. Like, tonight, he got it on 15 shots and, like, free throws as well. So, like, a bunch of those, it was just it was just about volume scoring. We just took so many shots where it's like, yeah, of course you got the 20 points. But I do I do think this, this postseason is the type of postseason where, you know, before when Paul George would suck, it was like, Three for seventeen for nine points. Now, even when he has a bad game, he's still getting you twenty-one points. Like that's all you. That's all I've. That's all I've really wanted from Paul George. Because he's not a number one guy. He's a number two. But when you have an off night, you you still have to fill the box score somehow. You still have to. Like you have to be productive somehow out there still. You can't be 3 for 17 like you were against Utah and have 6 points out there. No, you got to be 
you know, like, let's say six, four, 17, and get to the line eight times, make seven out of eight, and something like that. You just have to put points up on the board. You just have to do it. So that's probably the best case scenario for Paul George going forward where, you know, even when he has bad games now, you can still count on him for at least 20 points. And I guess that is a step up. I still don't think he was like, like he obviously had like the big games. You know, he had a couple big games against uh, Dallas, then a couple big games against Utah. Then he had like, I guess one big game against uh, the Suns and one pretty good one. But I still don't think he was like, like really great or anything. I thought he was fine. I think he was like, I wouldn't say he was good. I would say, I would say he was solid. You know what I mean? Just solid. I didn't think he was good or great or anything. Just solid. That's that's kind of how I feel about most of these people. Where most of these players, like Trey, like I, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about Trey anymore. I'm done talking about Trey. Um, actually, I will talk about Trey in the second game. So, um, other than that, like I said, um, I didn't think what the Clippers did was something they could replicate. You know, DeAndre Ayton had a big game. You know, in the first in the first half, first quarter, it definitely felt like they made it. They made a conscious effort to get him the ball, and he was finishing over everyone. Uh, the thing with him is he doesn't have a lot of power moves. You know, it's a lot of turnarounds. Um, he, when you when you look at his hook shot, he doesn't he doesn't look comfortable taking it. He looks a little timid taking it, but he made them. Um, what I want to see from him more so is just bully your way to the rim. Just post up, you know, two, three, two, three hard dribbles, drop step, dunk it. You know, he had a move on Paul George where he spun off of Paul George. He got to the rim. I think Marcus Morris came to contest, and he, and he laid it up very softly, and that was a shot that could have gone off the rim. I need him to dunk that. Like, you're, what, 22? You got to dunk that. But, you know, he had a big game. Uh, Devin was fine. I didn't think he was great. Um, Torrey Craig was really good on defense. Uh, there was no Cam Johnson, so... Uh, so he got the minutes. Uh, Torrey Craig got the minutes there. And, you know, I think he only had, like, three points. Uh, he, had, he did have, like, eight rebounds, I think. But just defensively, he was tremendous out there. You know, he's strong. Uh, he's a pretty good defender. Like, he's a pretty good defender. Um, who else? Uh, Cameron Payne. Just up and down the floor. Up and down the floor. Seven points, seven assists. Just get in there and get out. Like, he was really good. Uh, the other thing about Chris Paul I'm noticing now, he only played 34 and a half minutes. So he had 41 points. Eight assists in just 35 minutes. That's impressive. And just looking at it, that's the first time it's ever been done, I think, in the conference finals. 41 points, eight assists, zero turnovers. I think I think that's the first time it's ever been done. Uh, the other thing, I guess, is... So, personally, personally, I'm not sure I would pay in the max, but he's going to get the max. And I understand it. Mikel Bridges, though. I don't know what the fuck. Like, he's going to have to have a really great 
finals because I, I have not been impressed with him on offense at all. He made some really like nice cuts and you know he slashed to the rim a couple times, but I don't think I don't think he's been very good. And I wonder how much money he might have cost himself because you know it looks like you can really plug a lot of different players in there. Like you could just plug Tory Craig in there, and I feel like they don't lose that much. Like so, am I really gonna pay a guy twenty five, like twenty to twenty five mil a year when I can have Tory Craig? Like Tory Craig, I'll pay like two years, ten million, three years, fifteen million, something like that. No, I think I would just rather do that than pay him like twenty to twenty five million. Um, and defensively, I feel like. He's not like he's very good on point guards and shooting guards, but it does feel like on like players bigger than him, he's not that good. Like wings bigger than him, I don't think he's that good. It felt it felt like Marcus Morris just moved him out the way constantly. Um, Marcus Morris had another good game. Marcus Morris had another good game. Uh, Reggie Jackson was the one that you know wasn't able to replicate what he did in game one. Um, other than that, uh, Reggie Jackson, even though he didn't have the you know best game tonight, he's gonna get paid. And I, I read somewhere where since he's on the minimum, that the Clippers can only pay him like ten mil a year or something like that. So there's gonna be another team out there that's probably like throwing him fifteen mil. Uh, so you wonder what Reggie is going to... Th- I think they said... I, unless I read it wrong, they said two years is the most they can offer him anyways. Two years, 10 mil each. Um, so, you know, I'm, I guess there would be a team that's willing to give him like a, a four-year 60 mil. I wouldn't be shocked at that. I would not be shocked at that. Four-year 60 mil, another team. Like, if you're the Celtics, you probably, like, figure out a way to do that. And, um... So he's going to get paid. I wonder what Batum's going to get because he was really good for them. Uh, there's no way he's coming... There's no way he's signing a minimum. I'm, I'm guessing he's probably going to get... Not a massive deal, but, like, at least five mil. Like, he... That Utah series, he was incredible. His help defense this playoffs has been like like I've talked about his help defense like it's been the top percentile. He's just been so good as a help defender, and you know he can he can make threes, corner threes, really um, quick passes. You know, just a really good role player. So I wonder where he's gonna go. I I, I imagine he would just stay. I imagine he would just stay. I'm not sure because. If the Clippers are not going to play, play, pay Reggie Jackson or Reggie Jackson leaves, you just give, you know, Batum that money. Um, what else? Hmm. Did I have anything else to talk about? No, I don't think I did. Oh, oh yeah, Mark Jackson. What the fuck are you talking about? When he said... Win, lose, or draw. When the fuck has the NBA started doing draws? When did that happen? I, I didn't know there were... Because he was talking about, like, 
win, lose, or draw. This is a like a this is like a championship type moment for the Suns. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Win, lose, or draw. Since when did we start doing draws? So that was dumb. Um, do I have anything else to say? The Kawhi thing. I like his new hair. I'll just say that about Kawhi. Uh, his free agency. You know. Oh wait, one more thing. I think Luca really just might be like the greatest player of all time. Because Patrick Beverly was like, like I did call him a bitch for the, like the push on Chris Paul, but he was pretty good in the series. And he was like, he saw Devin Booker, and he got Chris Paul later too. He was talking so much shit. When he got Chris Paul, he was talking cash shit. He blocked Chris Paul in the first half too. Got right in his face Like yo I'm stopping you Every time You got nothing on me And then you know Of course Chris Paul looked at him And That was too much For Patrick Beverly You can't look at Patrick Beverly Everyone knows that Um But You know Patrick Beverly Was amazing On defensive series And he was a solid Offensive player I guess Not like solid But like He was okay As a role player He was okay And then in the Utah series, I thought he was really good against Mitchell as well. But against Dallas and against Luka, Luka had him getting DNPs. And I feel like that that's not going to get talked about enough. Luka had Patrick Beverly getting DNPs, and like he really took his soul. Because if you, if you watch that Maverick series and you just pay attention to Patrick Beverly, firstly... Luca is just yelling at it in his face constantly, telling him he's too small, he can't guard him, which is like all true. But then it's also like Patrick Beverly can't say shit because it's all true, and he knows it's all true. Like he has nothing for Luca, and like he's getting DNPs because of that. So Luca might just be the greatest player of all time because he had Patrick Beverly getting DNPs, and you know against the Jazz and the Suns he was like a really like good role player um I don't know what else I'm, I don't know what else I want to talk about I really don't know uh what's his name Jake Crowder he had his uh you know hot three point shooting night um he's kind of like a chucker too I don't like that part but it's, it's one of those things where it's like I guess since you're only taking like 7 to 10 shots a game It's like It doesn't really matter that much Unless it's like a close game And you chuck it then But like In the flow of the game It doesn't matter that much And If you get hot That's helpful And if you don't It's like whatever It's only You know a couple of shots But he had a good game um, Monty Williams I think I think their game plan for tonight Was really good uh, you know, they, they fed in in the beginning. They exploited the, the what's it called, the DeMarcus Cousins minutes. Anytime he was in the game, high pick and roll, every time, get him out. And um, with Sarek, it was, it, was, it was just pick and pop every single time. And Sarek in game five, I was like, yo, he cannot play the series. But Monty trusted in him. Monty probably talked to him and gave him some encouraging words because that's just the type of guy he is, I guess. So, 
you know, Sarek had a pretty good game. He made a couple pick-and-pop threes. Um, in the pick-and-roll, they got Cousins every time, shot after shot. Um, yeah, I don't really think I have any more... I don't think I have anything else to say about this game. You know, 130 to, like, what was it, 130... 103, 130 to 103. So, that was an ass-whooping. Um... I'm probably going to... I don't know. I'm, I guess I'll do some trades for them. We'll see. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't have any trades for today. I know you guys are looking forward to those. Um, all right. Let's talk about the other game. I didn't want... So, the Bucks hawks game four. I didn't want to talk about it as soon as it happened because Giannis got injured. And I don't want to do one of those podcasts where it's like, I'm overreacting to an injury I'm like oh Giannis has only three days to live now it's like no and then it's like no he has no structural damage at all you know it really is I guess a hyperextended knee which you know playing basketball if you play basketball a lot like it probably happened to you once or twice I guess if you if you play if you actually played basketball like a lot a lot it it probably did happen to you like once at least and like you know the feel. You know the feeling of it. It it sucks, and obviously, you know, m- most of us aren't playing NBA basketball, so it's less gruesome and like you feel like you can, like, there's no stakes to you just playing. So you just you just play through it. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's like a two to three week injury. So he's probably out for the series. He's probably out for the series. And I, I guess every, everyone kind of knew it wasn't that bad when he, when he showed up to the bench. Because he went to the back, and then he showed up back to the bench. So That was kind of my clue on, it's not that bad. And then you heard reports about the Bucks fear it's a torn ACL. It's like, no, I saw him on the bench. I'm just going to wait this one out. I'll just get, I'll, I'll do the podcast when I get it. But the, speaking of the game itself, firstly, Middleton and Drew sucked. They have to do much better if they want any chance of winning without Giannis. And I do think they're going to do much better. I think what, I think what Bud's going to do is Middleton, Drew, 45 minutes, and just pray they have a good game. Um, other than that, this game kind of showed what I've been talking about with Trey Young, where it's not... Where it's not, I'm a hater on Trey Young. I'm not. I like Trey Young. I've always liked Trey Young. You know, I've never thought of him as a, you know, good stats, bad team. Wait, is that the, yeah, good stats, bad team type guy. You know, not a winning player, quote unquote. I've never thought of him as that. But like watching him in these playoffs, I'm not, my opinion of him as a player did not change at all. Like I still think he's a top 20 to 25 player. I still think he's a fringe all-NBA third-team guy. Like, that's just what I think he is. You know, the thing that I've been more impressed by is the Hawks as a whole, especially on defense. And, to, and like, that's a Nate McMillan thing. And, you know, they showed it again tonight because they held the Bucks to 88 points. And even in that first half, what's it called? They had nothing for like the Bucks. The Bucks, even with Giannis, had nothing going at all. 
and they got held to 88 points and you know that's that's the that's the thing that I've been talking about just I feel like I've been more impressed by the Hawks than I have by Trey and I got called a hater for that and I don't think I am like what I'm saying makes 100% sense and I'm still a Trey fan I'm not saying he's a bum or something I'm not saying he's not as like a star I'm just saying it's not like I like my opinion of him hasn't changed I don't think he's become a better player suddenly I still think he's just a really good top 20 to 25 player fringe all NBA third team type guy uh, the other thing Onyeka he's really fucking good like I don't know how many times I'm gonna have to say it he's really good and with the Clint Capella injury like if he doesn't play I feel like we're in for like a pretty big Onyeka game where it might accelerate the process that I've been talking about where, you know, I said not next season, but the season after that. They're going to have to pick between Capella and Onyeka. And I think if Capella is injured, that's going to get, that timeline is going to get accelerated because if he gets 30 minutes a night, I feel like he's really going to put up like 12 points, 12 rebounds, and like two and a half, two blocks, a steal, and just just be a force on the defensive end because he really is that good. He's really that smart on defense. Um, and yeah, I think he's just really good. I think I'm, I've been really impressed by him. Uh, Lou Will had a big game. Only took nine shots. He did get like he took nine shots, but he did get to the like he had the ball more than a typical nine shot person would because he did get to the line a bunch um you know he's usually not been a great playoff performer but he can get hot and he did uh what else Cam Reddish on defense is really good um Kevin Herter on defense was really good Bogdan tries hard you know they just have a bunch of guys that are hungry for it But even with all that said, I'm a big Chris Middleton fan, and I just don't think he's going to have another 0 for 7 type night. And I don't think, like, the way I judge these games is what's, what can be replicated. And I don't think Lou Will having a 90% true shooting is going to be replicated. I just don't think so. I don't think Bogdan. Is gonna make six threes. I think. I think he made six threes. I don't think that's gonna happen again. Um, and I don't think Drew and Middleton are gonna be as bad as they were. So I actually have the Bucks winning Game Five and Game Six. Like my my opinion is that Giannis will not play the series. So I'm assuming this is without Giannis. I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say the Bucks in six though. And I'm assuming Trey Young is not playing either because it feels like that ankle probably got swollen a little too much, and that's why he's not playing. So he's probably out at least game five. And they won game four, so they were like, they're probably like, let's give him one more game. So I have the Bucks in six. I have the Bucks winning game five and game six, because mainly because I'm a big Chris Middleton fan. And I think he's, I think he's probably going to have like a 34-point game, 
six, seven assists and like shoot the ball like like four of nine from three, like twelve for twenty-two or something like that. And Drew, I just think he's gonna have a much better game. Um, the Bucks' offense—I'll say this though—like I am not a fan of it at all. Like the way they chuck up early shot clock threes, the way the way they just come off screens right away and just shoot a three—it's just, just so—it's just not smart basketball. And I'm just not a fan of—I'm just not a fan of how they play. Other than that, is there anything else to talk about? I'm not sure that there is. I'm really trying to think. I felt like I felt like when I started the podcast, I thought I had like a bunch of things to talk about, but right now I'm just not sure. Because the only thing I'm thinking about now is just how amazing Chris Paul was. And I'm just thinking about like is Kawhi is Kawhi gonna come back? Is Kawhi going to come back to the Clippers? Because if I were him, I'm dead serious. If I were him, I'm not coming back to the Clippers. You know, I saw what the Nets were. And even though Paul George is much better now, and I think if Reggie Jackson came back and if Reggie Jackson just is like an 18-point, really good offensive weapon, like an efficient offensive weapon, then... Yeah, they might have, like, a chance, I guess. And, you know, Ibaka comes back. So, yeah, they might have a chance, but it's just one of those things where I'm not I'm not sure. I don't know if they... I don't know if, if, I, were, if I was quiet, I would come back. Because next year, Denver's coming back. You know, by the time the playoffs start, Murray will be healthy. LeBron and the Lakers and AD, they're coming back. Steph and Clay and Draymond, they're coming back. And they have a bunch they have like Wiseman, the seventh and the fourteenth pick to add like another not a star or all star, but like just another like quality player that can give them thirty to thirty six minutes a night. Um So they're coming back. The Suns obviously aren't going anywhere. I mean I guess they could. I guess they could. You know, if Chris Paul decides to bounce, like, I don't think he's going to bounce if they win the title. And even if they don't, I don't think they're going to bounce anyways. Because I guess you would have to think, if if I'm, if you're Chris Paul, you would have to think, like, oh, you know what, DeAndre's probably going to get better. So, you know, Booker's going to get better. Mikel's going to get better. Cameron Johnson's going to get better. So why would I leave that? So, you know, the Suns are going to be back. The Jazz, you know, hope, you know, if they can stay healthy, they're going to be right there. Um, who else? Am I missing someone? Oh, the, the Mavericks. I imagine they're going to do something. Maybe Kristaps, you know, he uses the offseason to get completely healthy. They're going to be there. Um, anything else? So yeah, if I'm Kawhi, I don't think I'm going to stay. If I were Kawhi, I would probably go to like Miami or something. Although if you're Miami, like if you look at Miami now, I'm, you really have to look at them like, what the fuck? Because they had Jimmy, they had Bam, 
Ariza, Drajic, Hero, Duncan Robinson. They had their guys. The only one that didn't have was Oladipo, but like he wasn't there anyways. And you guys got swept? You guys got swept? The Nets took them to seven, and Kyrie missed half the games. Harden missed half the games. The Hawks, they're 2-2. They won the first game when everyone was healthy. They won game four. Like, they were beating that ass anyways, even when Giannis was there. And game three, they were right there too. So if you're Miami, you got zero wins. Like, you have to look at them and reevaluate them. Like, I'm looking at Eric Spolster like, what the fuck? How come you couldn't do anything? You know, I'm looking at Jimmy and Ben. I'm going, what the fuck? Why, why couldn't you guys get even one game? So, but I think I would still, if I'm quiet, I would still probably go to Miami. Um, I just think talent-wise, they would have almost enough to match the Nets. But what they would have that the Nets don't is the two-way stuff. Because I think Miami would be a dominant defense and, like, a great offense. While the Nets are just, like, a elite, elite, elite offense. And, like, can be a top 15-ish defense. Um, other than that, what else? Who, who else could he go to? The Mavericks, maybe? Like, why would you not want to play with Luka? You know? I guess you would have to leave... You know, Los Angeles. Well, he lives in San Diego, I think, anyway. So, yeah, you would have to leave San Diego for Dallas. But, like, everyone that goes to Dallas loves Dallas. So, that can't be that bad. Um, can you go to the Warriors? Like, you would have to trade a bunch of shit. And then, if, if you do that, and you're the Clippers, you're probably, you're probably just rebuilding. And then you have to trade Paul George as well. So, I don't know about that. Um... Who else could he go to? The, but, like, it, it also has to be a team that would become, like, an instant, like, contender if he joins them. Ooh. Maybe Portland? Like, a CJ and other stuff and picks trade. You know, Dame, Kawhi, Nurkic. Like, that's not that's something. That's something. Um, I'm just thinking, like, what teams could he go to? But, yeah, if I were quiet, I'm not sure I would stay. And um, I'm going to come up with some more trades for you guys later. Probably for the next podcast, I will. All right, thank you for listening, everyone.